0: What Will Ferrell? Really? I know who
1: it has in it. That doesn't solve the fact that I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've seen it. <laughs> huh?
2: Yeah. Okay. Now just picture me high up my top down
0: on Welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall podcast. I am here as always with the lovely and talented Rodney Hart Jr.
1: Like that's not what you say about a man. But yeah. all right, it was tongue in cheek, <laughs> okay. At, at best, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: So, Rod, did you know that? Um, this is atrocious, by the way. I just, I just heard this today for the first time. Not, I maybe we've talked about it before, but I don't think I was paying attention. A person spends an average of 115 <laughs> hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. You don't listen to our podcast. 115 do you? hours a year, just looking, not watching, wow. looking for. So, let me ask you a question, Rod. What would you do if, if were to save you 115 hours because we found movies to watch for you instead
1: what i would do is i would give you a new podcast recommendation Ooh. so i would tell you to listen to the checked out in jersey podcast
0: checked out
1: checked in out in jersey. jersey uh this is a podcast that is um you know they have a, a good following yeah. many many hundreds of episodes um which I find very impressive. But also, we had listened to it as we were driving recently. It's actually a great, it's just really great, uh, really great show. And we are now doing guest appearances. We did our first one today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is a really, it's a really funny show. They do live shows every Monday night.
1: Now, Chet, I decided that the best tack that we could take in our first live guest appearance with them was to make fun of New Jersey.
0: We were on the phone with them for five seconds and Rodney immediately starts making fun of the place they
1: live in. It's they're, probably not the motherland. <clears throat> it's not the motherland. It's the dumpster land. That's what everyone That's knows in New Jersey. That's Basically true. my, my, my punchline was the reason they're checked out in New Jersey is because if you check back into New Jersey, you realize like we got to get the heck out of here because yeah. this is not a place that any normal person wants to live. All right. And um, you, I didn't know this
0: about you, but you had lived there very briefly. No, for a year. I mean, grand scope of things. It's, it's yeah, yeah. brief. It's, it's, it's brief, brief at this
1: point. At one point in my life, it was the vast majority of my life. Well, not the vast majority, I guess, but, um, yeah. And basically what I told them is that universally, my whole family agrees that it's the worst place we've ever lived. And we've lived in a third world country. Yikes.
0: Well, there you go. Anyway, the podcast, no, but though, the podcast is, is great. Fantastic. And we're going to be
1: doing, uh, I think movie recommendation, like we're going to be doing, you know, kind of what the movie of the week is. So it's going to be a, should be a fun, uh, Fun cross promotion.
0: Yep. Rodney and I will be calling in every single Monday night. Good good guys. As they do their live show to give them a recommendation of the week.
1: It's always dangerous to put on air, I think, good guys when you don't really know them yet.
0: Solid stand up guys. You can count on them for anything. Oof. Yeah, that's dangerous.
1: You know, at some point someone's going to be like, you guys uh, were character references for them. (laughs) And I'm going to say, I don't think so. And then someone's going to play this back and be like, sounds like it. I guess we'll have to cut it then just to be safe.
0: Well, the movie we recommended for them was Short Term 12, and that's the movie we're looking at tonight. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk briefly through it, just kind of give you basic info about it, where you can find it, how we found it. Um, Rodney is going to talk through the feel of the movie, kind of tell you sort of why we consider it to be worth watching. It's really uh, a strong recommendation from us. And then at that, at that point, we're going to go into ratings and reviews. We're going to look at um, the best and worst review, the IMDb rating, the Rotten Tomatoes rating. And then at that point, we're going to say, "Hey, go watch this movie. Tell us how you liked it. Um, Pause the episode because we are going to get into a section where we might spoil some things for you because we're going to talk openly. But you'll be you'll be warned. There'll be plenty of time.
1: You'll be warned. That's a really solid plan you got.
0: Flares will be shooting in the air. Uh, Do we have to? What's our budget for
1: flares? It's not much. Okay, maybe one flare after that. Maybe I'll just shout. That's better." Whatever's free, Chet. There's a lot of budget for whatever's free. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it.
0: Yes, of course. It's down the hall.
1: It's on site, And here
0: we go. Short Term 12. This is uh, the quintessential Netflix golden nugget find. Indeed. It is a drama, and it's only 96 minutes. Not a huge time commitment. Um, it is rated R. I think it definitely deals with some uh, heavier content. Heavy heavier stuff. Is, you know, drug references and such, but um you know what? That's for you to decide what you want to watch in terms of what's wholesome and what's not. <laughs> our job is to tell you what we think is good. Are you um, sure it's
1: not our job to decide? I feel like that should be our it's job. Not my job. You don't want to just go and be like, this is not good enough for you. Heck this no. is good enough for you.
0: So it stars Bree Larson, John Gallagher Jr., and Remy Malik. Remy Malik is in what's that show?
1: I believe it's Mr.
0: Robot. Okay. And Bree Larson is becoming more and more famous as she continues to get larger roles. Yeah,
1: her room, um, her role in Room was uh, award-winning. It's very good.
0: Yeah, got to get that one. The uh, it's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton and Rodney. Why don't you give us a little feel about this movie? Don't don't give us a little feel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will give you both, Chet. So it was a movie that uh, was actually recommended to us by uh, friends of the show. Uh, so their, their names are uh, Hannah and Colleen, and the recommendation came from Hannah uh, after we had gone to uh, Chet the Lumo show with your, your lovely girlfriend, very lovely and talented, and the same with her lovely and talented roommate. They had just played a live show. People had gone to see actual good entertainers do actual live entertainment in New York City, in the Big Apple. And then as a group, as we all go out to eat afterwards, I'm just sitting at a table and Hannah comes. And so this is someone that I had not previously met. And she says to me, hi, are you Rodney from Down the Hall Podcast? (laughs) And even though I knew this was somebody who really knew us, you know what I mean? Not like this isn't like I felt like. In Katz's Deli. Katz's Deli, the, the uh, famous,
0: the famous scene from when Harry met
1: Sally, right? Indeed, the I'll have what I'll she's have having. what she's having. Yeah. Um, and a very similar experience for me. Yeah. as someone I comes to to, to to talk to me about the podcast, I think there was a smile ear to ear. There was a glow. Um, as we talked, and I felt like I was just mildly, briefly. Celebrity, so you can imagine, I am probably like it's the smallest amount of celebrity that anyone has ever experienced, and I basically basked in it
0: straight to his head.
1: But now, that being said, the more important thing is she really did our job for us Mm -hmm. because we're talking about movies, talking about a lot of different things. It was a really fun conversation. Uh, Hannah said, The movie you guys really have to watch is Short Term 12. We did tell her that it was on our list. And both Hannah and Colleen said, yeah, it shouldn't be on your list. It should already have been an episode. It needs
0: to be the next one you do.
1: And um, I think it's just dawning on me now. I think we should have called Hannah maybe to do this episode. Uh, Maybe. She might be mad. Yeah,
0: definitely. But she's also, I think, a couple episodes behind.
1: So we get a running start. So like in a few weeks from now, she's going to be like, wait, what? Right. But it's a great recommendation. Yeah. So, oh, I didn't even tell. That was the whole story. Now I'll give you a brief rundown about the movie. Okay, Should I do it. that? I think so. Yeah. yeah it's probably, that's probably yeah. the appropriate thing to do yeah. now. Um, so basically it's a movie um, about, you know, they like short term, I guess help me out. Cause it's like short term housing. Is it, it's like for foster Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's almost like foster kids mm-hmm. um, to, to some degree. And, you know, they're there for, you know, a variety of different reasons. Um, yeah. I mean,
0: just to quickly chime in. So I I used to be in this type of work very briefly and I've been connected to it for years before that. Essentially what it is, is you have this housing that is obviously to use the term short term, because you have people who uh, they can't, it's not safe for them to stay where they are. So they're put into this program that they can, so it's almost like detox, but it's usually for people who are abusing themselves, causing self-harm, whether that be cutting or um, burning or, or, you know, there's a whole bevy of things that can be taking place. But these these kids in this movie are put in this this housing unit to be a safe environment for them so that they are no longer as much of a danger to themselves. Right. Extremely it's, strict
1: settings. And so like Brie, Brie Larson, John Gallagher Jr. and uh Remy Malik, they're they're kind of the, the key characters in terms of the the guardians are are kind of the people that are you know the counselors and and kind of watching over everybody guiding them through the day um but it's really a story that's kind of dictated by each of their individual stories and um just kind of each of their own individual journeys but then also you know what it is what the what that responsibility is um you know what that role is and and in, in terms of helping to to kind of guide but at, also at the same time be really protective in certain situations. You know, I think mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not just a matter of you know, kind of watching out for them and right. guiding them. It's you know also very physically you know restraining yeah. and taking care of. And you know, there's there's a lot of different elements to that whole job. But you know, obviously, you know from from the outset, you know, you're probably like, whoa, it's this pretty, it's a pretty heavy movie, yeah. and indeed it is. Um, but that being said. It's a fantastic movie. I think you know, um, as we talked about, you know, one of one of what we're taking, what we're considering, our job and the role of this podcast is really to find movies that we are really proud to recommend to you. Um, And you know, I think the fact that people spend 115 hours searching for a movie to watch indicates a lot of different things that we're all looking for something. Uh, You know. I think we're being selective before we put on, you know, before we commit an hour and a half to two hours to something, we really want to make sure it's worthwhile or, you know, we're weeding our way through, Chet, the awful Categories that exist on Netflix, yeah.
0: You know what? That's the problem. It's the Netflix itself is the problem,
1: yeah. And you find the same crap in like eight different categories. And it's like, I'm sorry, I don't want to see the Amy Schumer comedy special.
0: Added are two different categories, popular
1: trending now, new release just added. I see Amy Schumer eight times, and I'm like, Can I please? Can you just? (laughs) I don't want to see a comedy special right now, I just want to see a movie. So, you know, as you're weeding through. I think, you know, inevitably, I feel like you're probably going to gravitate towards either things with actors that you might recognize or movie art that you might recognize or something that you remember being in theaters. And I think this is one of those quintessential um, Netflix finds because there's really nothing about any of that that would jump out. Right. You know, Brie Larson is well known, but at the same time, you're not going to see the cover of this and be like, "Oh, that's a movie I've got to watch." Yeah, and the title gives
0: nothing away. You don't know what it's about just based on that. And uh it completely sucked me in, man. Um yeah, so what I like about it too is that it gives it gives multiple perspectives, multiple uh viewpoints from different characters. So you have uh Remy Malik who plays a guy who it's his first day working at this place. And so you're seeing it <laughs> kind of through his eyes, and yeah. he's just like you can tell he's he's anxious but excited, but then at the same time just keeps doing or saying the wrong things initially, but also being so caught off guard by some of the things that are
1: happening. (laughs) I Um, think my favorite, this isn't, this isn't giving too much away. I think my favorite is people keep asking like, how are things? And he's like, not good, not good.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) um, And then, so then the other, and then the other characters,
0: Brie Larson and John Gallagher Jr. um, have been doing it for, for years. And they are now in a relationship. And actually part of the story is that she had this has this unplanned pregnancy, so that kind
1: of brings a whole other added element of right. drama into the story. Kind of like the drama of yeah. what what she's going to do about that. Yeah,
0: and then additionally, you have the kids, and so the kids they they focus on maybe one or two, um, really one who's been there for a while that that they they kind of bring you into his story, but then right. a, a girl who's coming in for the first time, and she sort of becomes the the main driving point of, of the story around, right. around Brie Larson's character. So you have. a a kid who's been there for a long time and a kid who's coming in for the first time. You have workers who've been there for a while and workers who are coming in for the first time. So it, it brings a a full circle perspective of everything that goes into a place like that.
1: Right. Really, really well done. Yeah. What, what did the critics say? That's what I really want to know.
0: All right, let's check it out. Hate, 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 double hate.
2: Loathe entirely. I like you a lot.
0: The Chicago Sun-Times says it is one of the best movies of the year and one of the truest portrayals I've ever seen about troubled teens and the people who dedicate their lives to trying to help them.
1: You know, I was going to start off by making fun of the, the name of the paper, Chicago Sun-Times, because it feels like, like, why not the Chicago Times? Why not the Chicago Sun? Like, I don't know why they couldn't quite decide. And as a paper, I feel like their job is to be like selective with words, but they nailed the review. So good job, Chicago Sun-Times.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny that this was one of many very positive reviews. Yeah. Was, I could have picked any of them. Um, yeah. It was actually harder to find a, a negative review. I can imagine. And yeah. even the negative reviews said positive things. Right. Uh, this one is the most negative one I found. Hey, would you
1: would burp? Didn't I? I hope not. <laughs> Gosh. What did the bad review
0: say? Uh, the worst review came from The Dissolve. The, the Dissolve. <laughs>
1: the Dissolve? Yeah. Are they part of the. How is the Dissolve part of, like, critic reviews and we're not? We'll be there. If the Dissolve can make it, Down the Hall
0: podcast can make it. For sure. (laughs) For sure. But even they didn't have necessarily terrible things to say. But it says, this is a small film about a society of castoffs. And while it's beautifully acted and often moving, it's also predictable Because it keeps wrestling itself into familiar
1: forms. You probably know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I hate
0: that. It's like, what do you mean? What's familiar about it? I mean, I think any any movie can remind you about about another movie. Yeah, I
1: I don't understand. I I I get like you feel like your role is to be like a movie critic. Like your your role is to watch something more critically than a fan would. Fine, but like I don't understand like how we're going to say. Anything critical about something being familiar? Because it's really, to me, it's execution. It's not really. A, it's not a. It's. I think it's lazy writing too. It's like yeah, it it's, it's critical. Dissolve. dissolve. Go dissolve into
0: nothing. I you. hope someone from the dissolve. Is, you know, we should call them out on Twitter like we did. I like uh, it. Yeah, Negroni, back in the day. Back in the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, a couple weeks ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, what what did it get on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Uh, it was a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So obviously all of the critics are unanimously in agreement other than the dissolve. The dissolve, 1%. Uh, and uh, it's an eight, uh, 8.0 eight on IMDb. So everyone is agreeing that it's a great movie.
0: Yeah, and as Rodney said earlier in the podcast, we are not – we're not pretending. We don't make any any claims to be film critics. You, you wouldn't listen to us if we were trying to be film critics. What we're trying to do here is is present a strong – recommendation each week yep. to help you take back movie night. Especially yeah, exactly. You can if if you are able to watch one or two movies a week. Yeah. And we're able to help you find a really good one, that's why we're here. Yes. So, Rodney, before we kind of wrap this up, why are we recommending this? Like just why is this one such a strong recommendation yeah. to you?
1: I mean, you know, and I said this with The Edge of 17 and I I guess I'm going to say this and mean it again is I think what it made me feel is um Man, there are people who do unbelievable work in the world. There really are, you know. And there aren't really awards for the kind of work that they're doing. Um, And so the fact that there there's a movie like this that at least lets you see it and think about it and really process the fact that these are jobs that you know people are literally changing the lives of other people around them, or or they're caring for the lives that that have been in a lot of in a lot of cases neglected or forgotten or cast aside i think you sit there and you realize boy there are people who do way bigger things uh with their life and if for nothing else this is 90 minutes for you to consider the lives of those around you and also um i don't know just allowing yourself to be emotionally moved by the stories and in my, in my opinion, or, or at least in my case, what it makes me want to do is just be a positive influence to to people around me because you just don't know other people's circumstances. You really don't. You know, I don't know. This is a movie that just kind of helps remind you of that.
0: And I think what I liked about it is going off what Rodney said, part of the movie, I think what it did so well was it starts to paint certain characters, especially the kids in a negative light on purpose, I think, so that you start to write them off but then it shows you what they're dealing with it shows you their pain and so it kind of makes it it makes their their um behavior more i wouldn't say appropriate but at least more understandable and so i think in real life too we have the tendency to write people off in the same way based on the first few things we perceive about them when there's a whole other story going on there yeah but, but i think what also i liked about the movie is that it's not it's not um the same tone throughout. No. It's really funny. It's yeah. really charming. Yeah. The characters are super lovable. There's yeah. there's parts that are um heartwarming. So it's not just this repeatedly yeah. uh-huh. tough, yeah. you know, s- you know, scene after scene after scene of just heart-wrenching things. There are there is that aspect to it, but it's also extremely just it's a warm movie somehow.
1: Yeah, I I think I would agree with that. It's um really raw movie, I guess is is a way that I would say it. But like you said, that doesn't just mean like, Oh, it's incredibly tough to watch. So therefore you need to go watch it. So that way you feel like I'm not just saying like, Oh, people do incredible work or really difficult work. I just mean to say like, there's just, there's also a lot of reward in, in, in those, in those roles too. And I think this movie shows a lot of that as well. Absolutely. So what'd you rate it? Uh, I rated it a a nine. That's a high rating. It's a high rating. And I love, I mean, I just, I loved it. I literally loved it.
0: Yeah. well, this this doesn't happen too often, uh, but I'm giving it a ten. Wow, a ten out of ten. I uh, I don't have a ton of those. No, um, on the app, right on the IMDb. Yeah, app. yeah. But but it it belongs there. I had it as a nine before, and then and then I th- was thinking about it a little bit more. And Then you heard what I, realized, I was going to give it, and you
1: ta- you wanted to top it.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it in a nutshell. No, I was kind of thinking about it, and I realized the only reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because I am hesitant to give anything a 10, and I shouldn't be. When it deserves it, this absolutely deserves it. It's a 10. Yeah. It's a 10. Great movie. Well, for the rest of this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about sort of our favorite scenes and different characters who who are in this movie that might might spoil some of the, the plot for you. So if that's not what you're interested in, you want to pause the episode, maybe come back later, that's fine. But I will say, I want to take the chance to say... Um, Go on to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, scroll down to the bottom, and recommend a movie for us, because we yeah. will look at those, and we'll, if you think that there's a movie that is not getting enough attention, not getting enough credit, like Short Term 12, let us know, and we'll we'll talk about it, we'll watch it, and if we agree, we'll tell people
1: about it. That's yeah, we're definitely. Absolutely. You know what? I watched Beauty and the Beast twice this weekend. Wait. The live-action Beauty and the Beast. Can I borrow one of those times, because I still need to see it? Yeah, I saw it twice, and, uh... As I was leaving the second time, I was leaving with Mike, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, was a very funny person, and we were trying to sing the song, and I realized song? the Beauty and the Beast, you know, beauty, and, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't remember one of the lines. Like, there's only like, it's a, a tale as old as time. Yeah. Wait, now you guys I just walking out? We are in the sing. bathrooms.
0: That's worse.
1: That's washing worse. our hands, you know, just like men do. <laughs>
0: So you were in the bathroom, yep, washing your hands, yep, singing, trying to sing, Beating the B
1: song. Yeah, okay. And your your it, largest concern you know the about line? that was that you didn't know all the lyrics. I didn't know the second line after a tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I think I knew it had I knew it had rhyme. Or I actually actually I didn't know that it had rhyme in it, and I think I just kept saying like. I forget how to rhyme. <laughs> Beauty. <laughs> I thought that was what it was. It's pretty good. Thank you. That's it's pretty good. But I did have rhyme, but mostly out of just because I thought like, oh, that sounds like it would go together.
0: I told you not to give details.
1: Yeah. Well, you're the one who gave me the details.
0: What's your favorite scene from this movie?
1: Um, I think my favorite scene has to be when Brie Larson's character is talking with, uh, with Jaden, so early in the, earlier in the episode, you talked about uh, kind of the, the girl who comes uh, to the short-term uh, housing who, um, who's kind of newer. So she's definitely a pretty hard character um, at the beginning, you know, not, not going to warm up, not, uh, not one to really share anything with anybody. And so, you know, o- over the course of the movie, you know, Brie Larson's character does kind of make some inroads and, and chips away a little bit at her, at her guard uh, here and there. Um, but at the same time, you know, has those very real moments of, you know, just that that tension and that 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 anger that uh, Jaden's character has. And um, so anyway, there's this one point where they've been kind of talking and uh, story Jaden story. has basically Anything the works? story that she She's written okay. um, and she kind of talks, talks Once through that time, story. Summer,
2: miles and miles beneath the surface of the ocean. There lived a young octopus named Nina. Nina spent most of her time alone, making strange creations out of rocks and shells. She was very happy. But then on Monday, the shark showed up. What's your name, said the shark. Nina, she replied. Do you want to be my friend, he asked. Okay, what do I have to do, said Nina. Not much, said the shark. Just let me eat one of your arms. Nina had never had a friend before, so she wondered if this is what you had to do to get one. She looked down at her eight arms and decided it wouldn't be so bad to give up one, so she donated an arm to her wonderful new friend. Every day that week, Nina and the shark would play together. They explored caves, built castles of sand, and swam really, really fast. And every night, the shark would be hungry, and... Nina would give him another one of her arms to eat. On Sunday, after playing all day, the shark told Nina that he was very hungry. I don't understand, she said. I've already given you six of my arms and now you want one more. The shark looked at her with a friendly smile and said, I don't want one. This time I want them all. But why, Nina asked. And the shark replied, because that's what friends are for. When the shark finished his meal, he felt very sad and lonely. He missed having someone to explore caves, build castles, and swim really, really fast with. He missed Nina very much. So he swam away to find another friend.
1: You know, and it's rare for me to get emotional at at movies. I feel like, especially movies that I feel prepared uh, emotionally for like heavier scenes. Um, but this one got me for sure. Like, you know, because you basically kind of get this whole setup. But, but then I think the part that was really heartbreaking to me or, or just that the ending of that story is that, you know, how then the shark kind of goes on you know, it goes on and finds somebody else, if you will. Um, And so just, I think in that moment, there was just a sinking heavy feeling, but the way that it was told, um, you know, the way that the writers wrote that in uh, kind of this kind of teenagers or, you know, young teenagers view of this situation, I think was really beautiful, but also really, really, (laughs) really heavy. But in a perfect kind of way in the sense of like, I feel like it's a scene that I can't imagine leaving me. Generally we're pretty lighthearted. Um, but I think when appropriate, it's appropriate to say like, boy, it, yeah. it was a, Definitely. it was a great scene.
0: Um, hey, that's what makes it a great movie. It's trying, yeah. to, trying to bring certain, evoke certain emotions in it. To, yeah. And for me, my favorite scene was with, uh, the actually the, the kid i referenced before who had sort of been there the whole time. It seems yeah. Marcus and he's about to graduate out of the program when we first meet him. And he, again, he kind of at first just seems like this, I don't know, just rough around the edges, almost like paints him in a negative, in a negative, uh, yeah, standoff. Picture. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a, there's one scene where John Gallagher jr's, uh, character kind of comes into Marcus's room and just is checking in with him. He had just had an outburst and he's kind of checking in, how you doing? And, Marcus had written uh, a rap about his, his mom, what it was like growing up with his mom who had forced him to sell drugs and who had seemingly slept around for money and had put him in situations that were not safe and that he then his behavior then put him in this, this, this short term housing. But, he he writes this rap and he, he does the rap and we would play it for you, although it's filled with certain types of content that I don't think we feel comfortable <laughs> showing but
1: with everybody. With everybody but it, you definitely should look it up though. It's or the part or watch the movie. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Just go <laughs> or, look just, up or just go watch you, the,
0: yeah. the watch the movie. For me though, it was the it was the one scene where it went from being a movie that I was interested in and was enjoying so far to a movie that I was invested in fully. That was the scene that that brought me completely there. So um yeah both those scenes though i think stand out to me the most
1: yeah and i think that's also part of what makes it great too because it's uh, a couple of different stories being told but being told in a really seamless way you know like it may it all makes sense it all makes sense for them to the, the, the st- these stories coinciding uh um you know with with kind of the caretakers being the glue or kind of the the overseers of the whole thing but um yeah, my goodness, is it a great movie? Yep, yeah, absolutely.
0: Definitely worth watching.
1: Netflix gem.
0: Well, anyway, you can find us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys. You can go to our website where we said you could recommend a movie, downthehallpodcast.com. If you want to, you can email us. We actually just got an email.
1: You know how you'd say dot com in Spanish?
0: Punto com. Down the hall podcast at gmail.com. That's the email. That's Rodney. I'm Chet. And we are signing off. Bye. Bye.